welcome to Give Space Podcast with Isabel Price. I am drinking Stella with my boyfriend right now, and <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to call you my boyfriend. You can call me by my name. By- <laughs> call me by my name. I'll call you by yours. I just don't like that word. I don't know why I don't. It just felt really weird saying You can it. call me your partner. <laughs> If like. I'm drinking Stella at 3.54 in the afternoon with my partner <laughs> named <laughs> <laughs> Philip Suye. Philip John Suye. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, Welcome. If you haven't been here before, this is a podcast where we explore what it means to be a work in progress. If you're returning, welcome back. Thanks for being here. You rock. There's a lot of spit in my mouth right now. <laughs> this is fun. Um, Sips, Stella. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling weird today, generally. Kind of just rad. You know, like that time between the holidays, between Christmas and New Year's, where you're just like, what is this? That's where I'm at. And it's also Capricorn season, so I feel like I have to be working, but also don't want to be working because I want to rest. So there's just really weird tension going on inside myself. Um, definitely drove to the market and replayed Zizz's new song like eight times while screaming. Also cried a little bit, so it's fine. This is all news to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, like I said, I am here today with Philip Suye, my human person, boyfriend <laughs> person, <laughs> partner person. I also don't like saying my, like you're a person, like you're a separate person, Mm. but like also you are my partner. So it's like really weird. Um, (laughs) I don't know whether or not to be offended or like, 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 should I blush? Because like, you just don't know how to quantify what I But like, I I don't want to own you, you know, like I hate when people say like, here's my wife. Like, it's not like, (laughs) just be like, this is Samantha, you know, like, but like, it's not visual. So like we're on a podcast. I can't be like, this is Philip. But like I can't see you pointing to you. That's very true. You can call me Nancy. <laughs> okay. No. Why would I call you Nancy? Um, all right. Well, we're gonna answer some questions today that we got on a little Instagram poll. We're gonna drink more beer. Mm-hmm. We're probably gonna need a one another one of those. Probably. And we're just gonna have some fun. So I hope you listen and I hope you like. And please, please leave a review and subscribe. Okay, let's do this. Shout out. <laughs> So, I think we should start with you introducing yourself. Okay. Because, you know. Because that's what you do on a (laughs) podcast, right? (laughs) I was going to think of something funny to say, but it didn't come. So, I I feel like the pause was enough for you to just insert something there. So, who are you? Who are you, Philip Suye? Well, who am I? (laughs) Um, My name is Philip Suye. Um, My pronouns are he him his and i'm a filmmaker a photographer writer humanoid usually in some sort of state of confusion (laughs) Um, but i'm really good at faking it so and where are you from i am from the coachella valley specifically a small town called desert hot springs if you know where that is i apologize (laughs) um born and raised here in california haven't been able to escape yet and just just give us a 
background on what it was like for you to grow up there <laughs> and how that experience informs your art now? That's a good question. Um, well, growing up in a place like the greater Coachella Valley Desert, in a lot of ways, you're left to your own devices. Um, you make your own fun. There's a lot of, when you're a little kid, playing pretend. Uh, there's a lot of open area, or at least there was definitely more so. So there was a lot of running around the desert, hitting cactuses with sticks and throwing <laughs> rocks and whatnot. Um, my, like how it informs my artistic process or my art in general, I guess. Uh, just kind of the environment itself. It's very socioeconomically like diverse. You have like Palm Springs, which is kind of like this like oasis of sorts, I guess. And it's a mere like 15 minute drive away from where I grew up, which was definitely much more low income, especially when I was growing up. It was actually like one of the most dangerous towns in California, uh, really high like violent crime rate and a lot of drug problems, very Breaking Bad-esque. So I think the diversity of that place when it comes to just like everyone's different situation, you get to see a lot of different kind of windows into different kinds of lives. And mm -hmm. even though there's the same dirt everywhere and the same cactuses everywhere, it seems like every 15 minutes, like the place kind of changes, Ooh. but doesn't. Ooh, I like that. So, I mean... Art-wise, I really didn't think about that much until I was, like, 17, really. Like, more realistically. Still, like, pretty young, though. I guess. I mean, I was obsessed with sports, like, up until that point. Sports. Sports. I loved sports. Uh, anything with a ball. <sighs> that was mine. Wow, uh, I, I want to slap you. But okay. I won't. You can. They can't see it. We can. We can add the effect later, just like the sound. Ah! Bella. I just want to let you guys know that he did that himself. They did not hit him. Yeah. No. No. We don't. We don't do that. She only slaps me when I ask for it. No, Phil. Specifically. <laughs> okay. Uh, you get yourself in trouble. You get me on here. Um. Yeah. But you don't ask me to do that. Just need. Just need to clarify that. No. Not usually. <laughs> Okay, go on. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't really think like, I mean, it was, there was probably like a like kind of an undertone, like an artistic undertone, like from like a young age and def like I was definitely like one of those kids who would doodle a lot. And I love to read books as a, as a kid. My dad like hit me with those like the classic like novels, like your Rudyard Kipling books and Mutiny on board the SS Bounty and Jungle Book and all like those really big classics. My my dad had me start reading those as like a young kid and I always really lose myself in those. And playing pretend as I referenced before, like you create your own world because there wasn't much else to do. I'm mm -hmm. the oldest as well of three kids. So there's a pretty decent age gap. So the first like five years of my life was making my own fun and then when the siblings came around it was still making my own fun because i didn't really want to hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah relatable yeah 
but also not because but also not because you're a middle child (laughs) but we're also both from three which has been something that's fun for me too yeah in the beginning of when we started dating i was like well we're both from three what what about that like when you when you were like oh wow we're both from three but he's like the oldest of three like what did you think of well it's just i feel like it's a i feel like it's like a tough structure to grow up in Mm -hmm. because three is an uneven number true and so you can sometimes feel like either ganged up on or lonely or like you have the best friend in the world and then like you know there's just like so much movement with that structure and i'm not saying like it's bad or not good i'm just saying there are like nuances to it so when i made those dots and also since your your brother and your sister are the same like age difference as like my siblings Pretty much, yeah. It's like literally a couple month difference, I think, between just, each one. Yeah, it just made me feel like you'd understand like my family structure. Like we have like the ability to relate in that way, which That's is important true. because family is very important to me, as you know. Yes, I mean it makes a lot of sense why sometimes me and your older sister like gang up on you. As yeah, because well. like me and Alex are like, yeah, middle child, let's like fuck with them. <laughs> but most of the time, when you guys are fucking on me, fucking with me, not <laughs> fucking on. <laughs> hated that oh no <laughs> fucking was that like a freudian slip you fucking um, on me bro are you fucking on but me right most now? of the time when you are i am like oh they're right because today i was this morning i was tense as hell because there's so many emotions and then both very true. we're like what's going on and i was like nothing and then i went on my drive and was like oh i'm fine yes yeah. that was actually a beautiful little moment for for all you listeners um <laughs> i'm I would say, like, one of my favorite things about our relationship in general is how, like, intuitive. Yeah. Our, not the the relationship you have with the listeners. No, 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 no. I mean, (laughs) I'd love to have a relationship with you listeners, but I just don't know you that well. Um, No, like, between me and you, Isabella, is how, like, intuitive we are with each other. Like, we can very much so pick up on each other's, like, Mm -hmm. vibe, for sure. Real quick. It's palpable. Yep. And I've definitely been, like, feeling like your your energy like this morning as well as like yesterday a bit and yeah other, it's thick it's just like a, there's a, a good layer of funk yeah it's and like the fog rolls in it really it really was and kind of all like kind of leading up to the, the full moon it's a lot for me yeah I, I i i have the full moon marked on a calendar every month i'm just like okay just be ready full moon's coming and it's gonna make isabel feel all kinds of things yes it could be on any level of the spectrum. Could yes. be really good. Could be really nothing. Could be things. A chasm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here to, you know, to just be supportive in all of those. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks, honey. And it was just funny this morning of seeing like how you're saying like the like the sibling dynamic like totally come out because I was like, you okay? And you're just like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm like, you're not okay. And you're like, I'm fine. And then Alex is like, no, you're not okay. <laughs> It was just being such a perfect thing. But you said it at the same time. We literally, yeah, you were like, I'm fine. And we both went, no, you're not at the exact (laughs) same time. It was perfect. Yeah. I think, okay, this kind of what we're talking about right now kind of relates to my next question for you, Mm -hmm. which is kind of relating to why I think I feel so crazy right now is it's like it's the end of the year and it's one day out from the new year. And I just feel like I'm swelling with like needing. Mm hmm. To break free from this, like, I feel like I'm in a cocoon right now. I don't know why, but I just feel like that. A cocoon of what? Like, I just feel like I this year has been just informing 
my life so much of like I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much about what it's like to like be in a relationship. I could list like five things, but I'm not going to keep going. I've learned a lot. And I feel like my knowledge has just become this cocoon and I'm just nurturing and nurturing and nurturing. And I just feel like when we can all break out of this, it's going to be like a beautiful moment. Yeah. You're just ready to be a butterfly. I'm ready to be a butterfly. You're like, I've been baking in the cocoon for too long. Yes. It's almost spring, right? Yes. And I'm getting a little stir crazy right now. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like stir crazy in my mind this morning, as well as I need to go on a goddamn walk. Um, But that kind of relates to my next question. Okay. Of what is the biggest Thing you learned this year uh, the biggest thing I learned this year probably was what I see as my self-worth in general mm, self-worth definitely a big yeah big on self-worth because I mean living in this town like I've been here for nine years now like literally just working my ass off and like hustling like I didn't I didn't do the college thing like as you know and I literally just came here like on a whim like got really lucky got a job and like just fucking you were working at a food for less i was working at a food for less and some woman was like do you want a job in well not some woman okay okay sorry 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 no i i was i was like connected to a woman who's a costume supervisor a little backstory for you guys um and she was like childhood friends with my aunt and i helped her move and it was just one of those like classic kind of like out of a story moment where they ask you what is like what do you want to do with your life and i told her i wanted to be a filmmaker and she immediately responded with i'm starting a new i'm starting on a new tv show in three weeks uh you got to be a pa before you be a filmmaker like do you want to go to la and i don't even have a car like and i think the most money i'd ever seen out of a check was like 250 dollars. whoa and that was like a big work week (laughs) and initially i told her no because it was so daunting just the idea of i don't have a car like i've never like i don't i don't know what it means to live on my own like i'm just turning 19 i can't just leave even though everything inside of me was like dude get out of the desert or you're gonna like fucking off yourself in a couple years or something crazy because i was dealing with a growing cloud of depression as well from just feeling stuck and kind of all comes back to the whole self-worth thing yeah um so once i got out here it was literally just work 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 and like my worth in general like as an artist and as a human being was based off of how much money people were willing to pay me to do things and like what was on my resume and i finally got to a point this year where like I had things on my resume that I knew that like were reputable enough and were were kind of universally like, well, oh, that's like you're not just some person who's doing this. Like you do this. Yeah. And I'd been paid enough on jobs before where I knew that I was worth a certain amount to do like what I do. Mm-hmm. And it just finally got to the point this year where especially once like work started coming back after the pandemic had slowed down a little bit and before it obviously got to where it is now, I just realized, I was like, wait a minute, I've, I've, I've done the work. I've like put the time in, like, I know that I can do the things that people are asking of me and that I tell people that I can do. Why am I not asking for the equivalent? Yeah. 
in pay? Why am I not asking for the equivalent in the kinds of work that I want to be doing? Like, why am I not, why am I not putting myself kind of at the forefront as not only like as someone who's a part of like a greater machine that is like the industry at large, but also like as an artist. Yeah. Like I'd proven that to myself and to like the industry at large that I could do those things that I was worth a certain thing. So I think that was the biggest, just like lesson for me was really understanding what my price tag should be for one like not just for <laughs> not not purely for like a like a monetary point of view but also the toll and it takes on you your your soul to do things and work but also like you know what what is your art worth and yeah I'm learning to finally it's really interesting hearing you talk about that because i'm just having such a big realization that a lot of our a lot of our lessons this year are kind of connected Mm-hmm. Or not a lot of our lessons, but this lesson specifically is connected because I had like the same epiphany this year. Yeah. Just being like, I'm not going to sell myself short anymore. I'm not going to do writing work for free. I'm not going to just do a favor for people anymore. Like I'm a writer. And if you want me to edit for you or to write for you, I have a rate. And that is what it is. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an artist and that's, that is a skill. It's not just like, let me just like write you something really fast or draw you something. It's like, no, this is a skill. Like it's just like going to get your car turn- tuned up. Like there is a price tag attached to it. Exactly. So yeah, it's just, it's nice to hear you talk about that because I definitely see that for you and I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. You're Thanks welcome, for honey. being proud of me, honey. I'm glad that we get to support each other. I, it's, it's honestly been probably like the secret weapon of the whole year is the fact we found this connection, our relationship, and like how we've been able to like be these pillars, like, seriously, side by side, just holding this thing together. Yeah, been wild, a lot of ups and downs. It's been wild. It's been fucking crazy. <laughs> to be a bit more accurate it's kind of wild that we um we started dating during a pandemic really never saw this happening but you know what say lovey no i want to go to our questions now you want to try some of these out i'm try some of these out okay there are a lot but (laughs) y'all thirsty for the our our first question which was the most asked question i think is how we met of course it is which i'm going to tell because you don't remember that (laughs) No, please. I don't. Okay. So first of all, (laughs) listeners, it's not that I don't remember or that I don't like, I can't recall. It's a, it's very fragmented. And we recently had (laughs) done some detective work and figured out why I was so uh, cloudy about that day. And it's because I'd worked 16 hours straight the night before, which was like the real day that we actually met. Okay. Literally brief. I know Philip through Haley and Daniel. Haley is one of my dear friends. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening know who Haley is. Sure. Yeah. Artist, creator, general, awesome human being. Mover shaker. Mover shaker. Set designer, director. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know Haley through or <laughs> I know Phil through Haley. Mm-hmm. I went over to a party in late may middle may middle may middle may of 
2019. Yes. And I sat down next to Phil. He was drinking a Modelo. And I was really drawn to him. He had like this really calm, chill energy. So I kind of just walked in and was like just hanging out with Haley. And then I saw Phil and I was like, oh, cute guy. Can I go sit next to this cute guy? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the first comment that we made to each other, like the first kind of thing we talked about was LA and how like we were just tired of like this pop cultural recreating narratives and he started talking about scripts and i was like oh fuck this guy writes shit oh god it's so cliche though it's just like the writer guy at a party <laughs> just can like so scripts no no you weren't though it was really organic how we got into it like it was like i i told you that i wrote and then you told me that you wrote like it was really it okay. was like a nice moment and you kind of told me a brief thing that you just worked on or written i can't remember exactly but i was like oh my gosh like well this guy's smart and he's cute and he can hold his own and then i don't know it was really brief so i went over to daniel and i was like yo daniel your friend is cute like he's really cute and he was like yo yo, yo i should tell me like him and i was like definitely don't do that like don't tell him i have a crush on him at all but i want to hang out with him more so we went to get drinks a week later, which mm-hmm. is when Phil actually remembers meeting me. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that, that's exactly, that's like the, when it really registered. Yeah. Because we as get... I had said, viewers, <laughs> 16 hours the night before. Viewers or listeners? Viewers, listeners, mover Listen. shakers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a mover and a shaker. Um, so we went to get oysters and we had drinks and mm-hmm. then Phil left and I was like, where'd the cute guy go? And you did his thing. And I actually went to Europe for three months after that. So I came back in September mm-hmm. and was hanging out with Haley. And then Phil was there. And this was like, it got a little saucy. This is, wow. <laughs> I, I love that we went from like, how did you guys meet to like the saga? We went straight into the saga. Yeah, I'm telling the saga. It's very brief. Are we going to lead all the way into like our first kiss? Like, yes, we are. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we're at this bar in silver lake you were at the friend the friend we were at the friend and (laughs) somehow we ended up in the back of the bar just us two yeah talking we were pretty pretty saucy little sauced definitely a little sauce it was a week it's like a thursday night i believe yep yep yep. thursday night of the friend if you know you know definitely definitely flirting at this point uh, heavy flirtation and i looked at phil dead in the eyes and i said you have to go to paris all you do is smoke cigarettes and have sex it's literally what she said to me. i was i was a little saucy okay and then he was like oh this girl and then we made a bet that night that we would go to paris together mm-hmm. and from that moment on i also i gave phil my number mm-hmm. and he gave me his so we had each other's numbers but didn't talk to each other or anything for five, six months. More than that. More than that. Till yeah. next April. April. Or February. February. Yeah, February. And Literally till the day, the picnic. Yeah. February, like February 20, I actually know, February 28th. February 28th, day. yes. So we saw each other at a picnic, Haley's birthday. Haley's birthday. And Phil came and sat next to me and talked to me for a little bit, asked me some cute little questions. And then we went back to Haley's house and 
honestly, from the moment I walked into Haley's apartment to when I went home, Phil and I sat on the balcony talking to each other, drinking, and just it was like the most connective moment I We didn't talk to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> The we whole, did, we did. We talked about one weird guy on acid, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, we like we talked to other people, but it was always within the confines of our own conversation. Exactly. Um and so yeah, and we kissed and we went home together. And that's not I was really nervous to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him that if I went home with him, I was like I was like, Are you gonna talk to me if I go home with you? Like, is this gonna happen? Like, are you serious? Do I get to tell them, like, yeah, my, yeah, my, say, big, my big line? All right. So, <laughs> I, I. Okay, wait. I just need to say one thing. Okay. I want to restate how I said that. I was. You asked me to come home with you. Yes. And it was very wholesome the way you did. It was inherently wholesome. And I felt nervous because I was in a place, like, in, in going through therapy and doing my thing where I was like, I have intentions to be in a relationship with someone like I want commitment and I do want monogamy and I said that very I said that very clearly to you I was like I if I go home with you like these are my intentions well yeah and it's also I mean frankly it's probably because we had also like somewhat of a history of Mm -hmm. dancing around at least the romantic notions and this was the first time we were ever like kind of being frank with each other yeah and by that, I mean, I literally, like, made out with you the second no one was on the balcony and then asked you if you wanted to come home with me. And, of course, I, I would completely understood your, like, tentativeness about just coming home with me. Yeah. Like, after the first time we'd ever had that moment, had that moment, other than, like, you know, the, the flirtatious kind of back and forth we would have whenever we'd see each other before that Mm -hmm. but naturally the suave devil that i am (laughs) i don't like that Uh, and it was completely genuine i just say that because i'm i'm playing to you listeners no trying to entertain you are you not entertained um i told i told dear isabella that it was totally okay if Nothing happened when we went home. All I wanted to do was wake up next to her in the morning, which was cute. Swoon, I know, but it was also <laughs> very, very genuine. It was. It was something. It was such a connection, like that I felt before, but obviously even to such another level for reasons that would be an entire podcast episode for me to get into. <laughs> but let's just say I was more emotionally available in that moment than I had been in a very, very long time. And all I wanted to do was be able to wake up that next morning and see her cute little face and get some eggs and bacon. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah, it was. And you still have your contact photo of that morning we went out to breakfast. I do. My my her contact photo in my phone is literally her like laughing with food in her mouth from at breakfast the next morning. Yeah. And it will never change. It's never going to change. It's gonna be that forever. Um, so that was not brief. It wasn't, but you know, I knew it wouldn't be because it's 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 an origin story. It can never be brief. (laughs) Um, okay, next question. Okay, cool. Hit me with it. How do you support each other's dreams? How do we support each I mean... You first. Me. Oh, me first. Yeah. 
with any kind of like relationship dynamic, especially between two artists and specifically two people who also write as well as like one of their main things that they do. I think the most support you can give is just being as truthful and honest as possible. Like yeah, being, being critical, like from a point of love and being honest from that point of love, even when sometimes it like normally all you want to, like people want to just be like, you know, pander to me a little bit, like the difference between that and being in a healthy, like relationship with a fellow artist is being real, very real and, and raw on, and, and sometimes a little blunt. Yeah. I would. Can I just agree with you on that? Cause you can definitely agree with me because yeah. it works when you do it to me yeah. too. <laughs> I also think that the way I also support and show up for you mm-hmm. is sometimes showing up for myself. Totally. I think the moments where I'm having the hardest time that I have had the hardest time in our relationship is when I very visibly am not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And that just means like very, very rudimental physical things, but as well as like metaphysical things as well. Like, yeah. Like mental health and such. So absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree with this notion of or maybe not agree but i feel like i can see some truth in this statement of you can't love another until you love yourself yeah i think i mean i think that's like a universal truth when it comes to relationships yeah it's kind of a lot though because it like kind of makes it seem like this ability to love another is like this linear experience because i don't think we get to like this pinnacle of like I love myself mm-hmm. because I definitely worked through things in our relationship that I wasn't able to work through by myself. Like True. I worked through them in a new way. So I wouldn't agree like holistically with that statement of like, you have to love yourself. But I do think that like there are moments where I need to show up for myself so that I can show up for you and support your dreams and like all of who you are as a person. Yeah. But well, cause a lot of times that's literally just like, making sure that there's enough like space in the room for that person to be able to create like whether you know you're you're feeling off or like working through something or i'm feeling off or and working through something when we're in a shared space and that's just kind of in the air it's it's hard to create when that's just like wafting yeah and sometimes it takes the other person to literally just be like i need to leave and like go take care of my shit or just like fully kind of go at it and just tell the other person, Hey, I'm feeling this way. Like, can we talk about this? Can we like work this out? Like, yeah, because it's just going to be in the room and it's going to muddy like anything that's like trying to happen outside. of Yeah. I think that kind of relates to our next question is how do you set boundaries in your relationship and honor them? I think that's something that we were very, very I don't want to use the word good, but was present in our beginning of our relationship. Like, yeah, I think one of my biggest, like my catchphrase early on was say it. <laughs> yeah. Just say it. Like, because we'd be in a room and like, I could, like, I could feel something that was coming from her or she could feel something that was coming from me. And it would be kind of like this moment where, especially early on, you're like, trying to take the temperature of the person you don't want to like step on their toes. Like you don't want to feel like you're like being too heavy handed or whatever. But like if that person's like for you and you, you really know it and you, I have a firm believing that you really know when you know, yeah, like you should feel comfortable, comfortable with just being able to say, you're right. This is what's going on. Like 
the idea of clearing the air is well, yeah. being respectful, like to me, because then otherwise, like you're just kind of sitting with it, like we were saying. That's very true. I think for me, I'd never really known how to set boundaries in a healthy way mm-hmm. prior to our relationship. Yeah, and I think that your approach of just say it really worked for me because you could tell that I was grappling with this like inability to speak and like this straight up disassociation from myself in those moments and you could see me grappling with that and you would just be like tell me and then once I spoke my truth you would like really honor that like it wasn't like oh I heard you but like now like let's keep going no or like in whatever I had expressed you like really really I think just sidebar, like one of my favorite qualities of you as a person is that you always do what you're going to say you do, which is something I like as a Libra struggled with in my life because I get sidetracked. I'm an air sign, like we're just whimsical as fuck. Yeah. And you're very much like, no, tell me this is what we're going to do. And we're not going to like defer from that truth. I'm earth. I'm a literal rock. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a literal stone. So (laughs) I would say that how we set boundaries is that we we just really honor each other and respect each other yeah that's like really what it is we give each other that space to be like okay this is your boundary i see that and i'm not gonna cross that line yeah and whoever asked that question like don't don't be fooled like it's not that we're always just like no no tell me tell me now like (laughs) yeah for sure sure. we're definitely very good at reading when you know it's not just it's it's not that time, and a lot of a lot of like the like forthright honesty also comes in the form of being, like when that person is trying to you know get to the bottom of something or like ask you like what's going on to just be like hey I need a minute, yeah I need to go outside and have a s- smoke I need to like <laughs> sit in this room by myself even though you live here like <laughs> like whatever is needed I think it's just the idea of two people being on the same page of being like whatever we need to do to get to the bottom of this, whether it's space or confrontation, we're willing to do that so that it doesn't just sit here and fester. I think another thing attached to that is the idea that we never want to, I mean, I don't like to use the word never, but we, if we have an issue, we like to resolve it then and there. Yeah. Even if it takes taking 15 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes to breathe. An hour. (laughs) Literally two hours. Whatever it is, we want to resolve it. We don't like to build resentment up Mm -mm. like at all. We are very confrontational. And even if there are things like, for example, (laughs) (laughs) smoking, (laughs) don't love that you do that as much as you do. But I vocalized myself and you've heard me. You've heard me out. And mm-hmm. you see the truth. I love how you're not looking at me right I'm not, now. I'm not. I can't. It's <laughs> and just too funny. And you see the truth believe. in what I'm saying. But you also asked me to, like, honor your boundary and not riff on it as much. Yeah, which totally. Which I totally heard you and backed off from. But also don't enable that. Like, I'm not like, okay, you told me to back off. Now well, it's no. like, that's fine. But. You'd be lying to yourself otherwise, and you'd be lying to me as well. That's yeah. the whole thing. Right? And you don't ask me to lie, so I really appreciate that. No. <laughs> okay, next question. What's our favorite memory together? You go first. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Shit, there's so many good ones. Well, see, you thought you were going to put me on the spot, because there's so many good ones for me to process. <laughs> the first one that came to mind was... <clears throat> The day that we had been 
it was like right in the beginning of the pandemic where we had been inside for so many days in a row Mm -hmm. and we took that drive down the coast and sat on the side of the highway yeah we drove to county line (laughs) and literally just sat on the shoulder yeah and looked at the ocean and i wrote and you took pictures and also wrote on your typewriter yeah and it just felt like such a breath of fresh air from sitting inside all day to then being able to see the ocean. <laughs> I felt like such a, like, I feel like we were such partners in that yeah. moment. Like, yeah. Cause early on, like obviously now at this point, like what two weeks inside sounds like kind of novice. Like, yeah. It's like oh, two weeks inside, please. Yeah. Like, but in, in that moment, like it's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So for us to finally like go and see the ocean and just get out of town kind of was such a reward as well as like it felt like a milestone of some sort yeah for we us. were like we, we went outside today <laughs> as well as like we, we like we've been in a room together for 14 days yeah. and we still like each other <laughs> <laughs> okay okay what's your favorite room god mm, there's so many honey <laughs> i just i like for me there's so many like little moments i you know this about me like i love like tiny tiny moments tiny moments i love tiny moments so even in this first couple months with quarantine and everything i think it was in may we had that like long no it was june like late may early june it was still like cold for some reason yeah and we had that long like string of rain like Mm, rainy weeks yeah 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 just those mornings of waking up with you in the rain and just being like really cool outside and like for everyone who obviously doesn't know like i i, I have an alternative living situation i live in a uh, a altered garage situation so um just like being really cool and in the cottage as i call it and the, hearing the waking up to the sound of rain and like just sitting there you standing and just like taking the rain in while I was like having coffee and a cigarette and just how simple our little life seemed in that moment, even mm-hmm. though like this big existential thing was going on. Yeah. That was, was such like too. just a precious moment. I also love me. making out in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next one. Advice to people who think they'll never find love. Mm. Well, first off, if you think you're never going to find love, you're probably not because you're putting that out there. Whoa, that's so blunt. Uh, I, I don't I, know. Have I, you heard the rest of this like <laughs> podcast? It's kind of my thing. You um, can't, you can't put that out there. Like, well, don't say can't. If you're thinking it's okay, please do not put it out there that you're <laughs> never gonna find love. Because- I think. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love this because this is gonna be great, you guys. Okay, so this is the big difference between us. We're both romantics, but in very different ways. <laughs> very different. Okay, I think that it's totally normal and okay and valid to have thoughts surrounding the like the never find love because I thought that before I met you. Oh my god! <laughs> I was really afraid. I was afraid that I would never see someone like and them see me back. Mm. And. I think that my biggest piece of advice would be to realize that life is so short and yet so long. Mm. And 
however old you may be, you never really know what's around the corner for you. Like you could think you have a plan. You could think you know what comes next, but you never really do. So my first piece of advice would be practice gratitude for the love that you already have in your life because that's how you attract more of what you're searching for is practicing gratitude and having like love towards love. Yes. And then the second thing would be to talk about that with your community and write about that and let go of those thoughts so that you can manifest and bring in what you're searching for, which is kind of exactly what Phil was saying, but I don't like how Phil said you can't think that or feel that because I don't agree with that. (laughs) I would say that if you're in a place where you feel run down and you feel kind of betrayed, like in general, by the idea of love, and you're at that point now where you're thinking like, I'm never going to find this. My my advice to you would be to take a step back and maybe look at what kind of love you think you're looking for. Hmm. Because a lot of times I feel like people get caught up in whatever this idea of love is, whether it's love as described by whatever book they're reading, whatever movies they're watching or whatever relationships are going on around them and not something that is actually going to like be beneficial towards you the individual. Mm. And you like as 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 a soulful entity because that's really what love comes down to in the end is it's it's like a soul connection. Yeah. So yeah, take that step back. And, like, really think about what kind of love you're, like, thinking that you want. Yeah, like, the qualities you see in a person that would, yeah. like, suit you and then... Is it actually coming from, from like, what you really want, like, deep down inside of you or what, like, you perceive mm. you deserve? Yeah. Because there's like a large... Or, like, what you see other people have and think that, like, Exactly. Exactly. Your chair is so squeaky. It's so squeaky. So squeaky. But my advice is sound. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. High five. Sick. Okay. Next question. What are our favorite qualities about the other person? Mm. I honestly think we should also say our most unfavorite qualities because that's like the tea. Okay. You're trying to give the tea? Okay. 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 You go first for favorite. Uh, My favorite (laughs) of your quality. Actually, actually, let's start least favorite and then go favorite so it doesn't feel like such a... Like, we leave on the sour part. Not that it's sour, because, like, it's okay. totally okay to not be my, I, I got it. I okay, okay. Mine is. Most, <laughs> no, okay. Oh, I got mine, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm nervous. My, my least favorite quality of yours is <laughs> your method of criticism. Okay. Because sometimes you don't realize you're even, like, being so critical. Like, sometimes it seems... Like you, you like frame it in a way where you're like, I'm saying this because I care and because, but like sometimes it comes off as a bit judgy and like Ooh, okay, very. And okay. we've talked about this before yeah, as yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I just didn't know this was my like your least favorite. Oh, full quality of mine. The, the most okay. by far. How would you like me to shape? my okay my criticisms differently that's a good question i I mean repetitiveness is never a a friendly thing Mm, okay 
it's you know, the the age old like saying of like beating a dead horse. At certain points, it feels like you've gotten past like the horse is dead and like you're like breaking bones in the middle of the desert after the vultures have already come. Got it. Kind of got vibe. it. So just like let it go. Yeah, just like know that because I love you and I care about the things you say, I've heard you. Mm. But that like things, if you're asking things to change on my end, like they have to happen on like my own timeline as well. Got it. Okay. Got it. That's a really great one. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> we have to end the criticisms with I love you or it doesn't count. Well, I, I definitely get that from my mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out, Catherine. Uh, I do. I know. So I, I see that and I will work on it and I will catch, I will catch myself in those moments and have a moment. Um, okay. My least favorite quality about you. Mm-hmm. My stomach dropped. I need a moment. You know, the funny thing is everybody is that right now there's one specifically she's keying in on and she just doesn't want to, like, she doesn't know whether or not she okay, wants okay, to I'm say ready, it I'm on ready. air. I'm ready. No, it's not. I, it's because you kind of talked about it in the beginning and I don't want to like, you already are learning about it. So I think that's something that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Got to me mm-hmm. in the, like in the middle of our relationship. We're definitely still in the middle of our relationship. Like we've been together for nine months now. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something that I noticed like. Early. Five months in mm. and was like, oh, that bothers me. Yeah. And it's definitely related to like, it was like a contradiction because I saw you and I saw you as this like insanely confident charismatic like powerful creative person mm-hmm. and then you i there's one instance and i know you know what I know exactly what, yes. where i heard you on the phone because i was eavesdropping because i'm a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> and you said to your crew like don't worry about me i just need to eat don't worry about like my payment as much like i just need to eat or just like you said like something like i just need to and it was like bare minimum and i just fully got enraged and was like no you don't need to just eat. Like, you are Phil. You need so much more than that. Like, I believe in so much more for you. And we got into, like, I wouldn't call that an argument. It was, like, a discussion related to that topic. Yeah. That day. And that was the day where, like, I really felt connected to you on that topic after. And it was just, like, I was, like, I don't like when you use that language towards yourself as a creative. I don't think that it, like, backs you up as who you are. I don't think it, like, pushes you to move into the direction that I see you moving in and like I know you see you moving in and you saw me and I saw you and so yeah I think like holistically my most the thing that we're working through the most or we're working through the most that was like quote unquote the least favorite thing about you was that you undervalue yourself sometimes Mm. and I don't like that there it is (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 do you have anything to say on that are you done no I I think I think you're right I mean that it's completely valid being that it's also like one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year and something I'm working on like actively. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Favorite things about each other. Oh yes. (laughs) You Um, (laughs) Where to begin? Where to begin? (laughs) Um, I I mean, just a silly thing. I love, I love your dancing. (laughs) You're my shoulders like, this is the, yeah you're goofy you're goofy little dancing it's like the cutest thing in the world to me <laughs> and it literally like either makes me like want to like throw up it's so cute <laughs> or like punch holes through walls like it's just like i can't like there's such a raw feeling of just like i love this so much like that i can't like really quantify it into anything 
So, um, but other than that, I'd say my favorite like quality of yours is even though you might not think this of yourself right now, but like your ability to like dive in to your your artistry when you're like in it even though i wasn't like present when you were writing your last book mm. like seeing how you worked like through the editing process and seeing how it affected you in such a way like yeah even though i understand like the subject matter is one thing yeah but knowing that you like go to that level was something so so beautiful and awe-inspiring to me as well like i mean you now that you understand why i was like musing so hard early on because like that's also something i do where mm -hmm, fully when an idea catches me i like i'm fully engulfed and like yeah. i'd like kind of like lose sight of like my surroundings and yeah. like all that so seeing seeing your commitment to your craft yeah that was like one of the biggest things and that's also why i'm so hard on you like, yeah in these periods when you're not feeling as inspired by your craft yeah Real. because i know i know what it looks like when you when you are and it's a beautiful thing yep and i know that it's only going to result in a beautiful thing coming from it very well said <laughs> Your turn. My turn. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite thing about me, Bella? I honestly can say without a doubt it's how solid you are. Like Solid as a rock. <laughs> seriously, though, like, I feel like you, even when you're having hard days, mm -hmm. you still are someone who people go to to just feel like they have roots in the, the earth mm. and i'd say that that touches on like you as an artist as well as you just like as a human because when you go after a project you fully pursue it with like everything inside of you and that's like you being this like solid force like you in an artistic setting is like you're solid yeah. Like you just you don't like take the air out of the room. You are just there to like hold it together. And I see that for you on like a as a director, a photographer and a producer, like through and through. Um but also as a as a human and as like as a lover. Like you're just like solid. Like you're always even on the days where you're like I can't be there for you cuz I need to be here for me, you're still solid. <laughs> <laughs> because you're even your ability to even articulate that is solid mm. um thanks honey you're welcome honey yeah we're gross i could keep going but i'm not going to yeah. do, do we want to do one more question or let's do one more okay 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 <laughs> okay so you want to ask a question yeah let me ask one okay you've been asking me all the questions okay true let me let me turn the tables <laughs> Okay, I'm looking through these. Um. Okay, this, I mean, this wasn't posed as a question to where I asked this, but I'll, I will pose it as a question. Do you think that our age gap has any, like, kind of, like, prevalent... Influence? Influence on our relationship? Yes and no. Expand. 
I love that you're 27 and that I'm 24 mm-hmm. because I've all, I mean, I have a big sister and I've always gone to her with thoughts, ideas, questions from when I was little. Mm-hmm. So when we started dating, that was like a very comfortable feeling for me. Cause you're the same age as Alex of just being like, Oh, okay. I kind of get, I get your vibe. Like I get your generation. Cause I grew up watching it. Like we're part of the same generation, but we're also not. Yeah. Our generation's weird like that in general. Like yeah. we are made up of a lot of like sub genres. I feel yes. like. So I, watched that like seriously growing up like I watched Alex's friend group and was able to just you know I'm a voyeur in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um so I felt like I could really understand like the language you used to talk to me sometimes and like advice that you gave me but at the same time like I definitely did resent our age gap in the beginning of us dating and had to get over it. I remember. <laughs> because I really don't like power structures. Like I struggle with them a lot, specifically power structures between people who identify as women and men. And I always felt like an innate insecurity with this idea that you could like look down on me and like judge me as like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never like to feel belittled. And I think that comes from my first relationship. Like I always felt belittled in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely something that we had to work through. And I think that we, the conversations we had surrounding it, like there was definitely a lot of like tension at first. We definitely had a few conversations yeah. like regarding that. That were yeah. heated. Especially because in the beginning of us dating, we were navigating a fucking pandemic. Like, yeah. literally in the same, like, month of us. Well, it's, like, navigating a pandemic at the same time you were, like, navigating, like, still, like, it being, like, your first year out of school. Yeah. And, like, being, like, quote-unquote, like, a, like an adult. Yeah. Like, for the first real year exactly. of your life. And, like, me, like, being on the opposite end of that, of, like, not even doing the school thing and being like an adult from the age of 19 like on and like this like existential madness like is going on in the world and like it's literally like an unprecedented time and yeah yeah and I felt I felt like I was judging myself as a failure a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. when you would give me like blunt advice I would take it as like criticism and not necessarily like you actually offering insightful advice and i also had to express to you that i did need you to be a little bit more gentle with how you said some advice true true true, um, true. which helped as well but yeah I, I all in all though like i really appreciate our age gap and i'm i'm very grateful that we ha- do have like we're not the same age mm. i like that you're older than me mm. also you have gray hair and it's cute <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everyone. I'm about to be 28, and I have gray hairs everywhere. But you also have beautiful hair, so... Thick sauce. <laughs> okay, okay, what about you? About the age gap? Yeah. I I mean, I like it as well. I mean, I've I'm the actually, youngest girl you've ever dated. Yeah, I've woman. Nev- I'm the youngest woman. I've never dated a younger person, a person that is younger than me. It's literally the first time, which is interesting. Not even in high school? I mean, high school, but I, I don't count those relationships. Not even like, um, like a, a real human being at that point, frankly. I mean, yes and no. I don't count. I mean, this is another conversation, but I don't really count like high school relationships as anything other than like 
the like learning that like you can have those even those kind of feelings Mm. But, like, knowing what to do with them or understanding them in any way, you're not equipped for I that. I get that. Hell, you're not equipped for that. And sometimes until you're 28, <laughs> almost 28. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I think it being the first time of having that dynamic, like, at first there was definitely moments where, like, it was frustrating because it'd be like, like why don't you get these things sometimes like i would have those moments where i'd have to like remind myself because you also don't like come off as someone who like is that much younger than me or like or is just now learning to like fend for themselves in the world and so on and so forth so there'd be these moments where i'd have like remind myself like oh that's right like she's still learning these things and i need to be like gentler and a bit more understanding in moments And that's like what a lot of our conversations were about. But I mean, from a beneficial like point of view as well, I like relearn lessons because you are learning lessons. Aw, I love that. Like there's a lot of times like where like, and also like there's things that you'll be learning like where I would like, we'll be like, damn, like I wish I would have like learned that when I was 24. Yeah. Or like thought to like, learn that when I was 24 or think about that when I was 24 and so on and so forth. But because you're literally doing it, I get to like take part of that now instead of like probably missing out on certain things. For sure. For sure. So I love that, honey. There's there's something definitely nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good last question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're rubbing my feet and it's making me sleepy. Mm. (laughs) So I think I think this is our podcast, our first episode. I think we should call it. You're gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. Call it our the first episode with Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. That's right. <laughs> We're just scratching the surface here, people. Yeah. We knew all you'd want to hear about is this like boring schmoozy relationship no, shit. You're not boring. Next time we're gonna get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This Thanks. was this was fun, <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm definitely going to like drink more next time oh my goodness like before though because i felt like i was like getting my like feet underneath me for the first two beers (laughs) i feel like if i would have just like slammed two before and like came in on my third one i'd be like ready to go ready to go ready to go yeah maybe maybe we'll do like a wine night i like that i like that kill a bottle of wine why do we have to be so excessive Why can't we just drink one glass of wine? It's only excessive if you're not used to drinking that much wine, <laughs> Bella. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Um, I'm not encouraging you to drink, Philip. Say that. I'm not encouraging you to drink, but like if you already do, like go for it. <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm you're getting bad. at. You're bad. Um all right, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have any thoughts or ideas or comments, you know where to find me. Give Space Podcast on Instagram and Give Space Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like I said podcast eight times. Podcast, 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 <laughs> Spotify podcast, Apple <laughs> podcast, podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.